Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We are reading today Isaiah chapters 35 and 36. Even the wilderness and the desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon and as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. There the Lord will display His glory, the splendor of our God. With this news, strengthen, with this news, strengthen those who have tired hands, and encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. When he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grasses and reeds and rushes will flourish where the desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through the once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor will any ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear. And they will be filled with joy and gladness. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Shinnashapab of Assyria came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. Then the king of Assyria sent his chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. The Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the road leading to the field where cloth is washed. These are the officials who went out to meet them. Elikem, son of Helkiah, the palace administrator, Shibna, the court secretary, and Joha, son of Asaph, the royal historian. Then the Assyrian's king, chief of staff, came to give this message to Hezekiah. This is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military skill and strength? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me on Egypt? 
If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh the king of Egypt is completely unreliable. But perhaps you will say to me, We are trusting the Lord our God. Isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar in Jerusalem? I'll tell you what. Strike a bargain with my, with my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you 2,000 horses if you can find that many men to ride on them. With your tiny army, how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops, even with the help of Egypt's chariots and charioteers? What's more, do you think we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? The Lord himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, Shebna, and Joha said to the Assyrian chief of staff, Please speak to us in Aramaic, for we understand it well. Don't speak in Hebrew, for the people on the wall will hear. But Sinashahab's chief of staff replied, Do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people to hear it, for when we put the city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall, Listen to this message from the great king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms of the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me, open the gates, and come out. Then each of you can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking from your own well. Then I will arrange to take you to another land like this one, a land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyards. Don't let Hezekiah mislead you by saying the Lord will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nations ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arphad? And what about the gods of Seraphavam? Did any god rescue Samaria from my power? What god of any nation has ever been able to save its people from my power? So what makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? But the people were silent and did not utter a word because Hezekiah had commanded them, Do not answer him. 
Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shibna, the court secretary, and Joha, son of Asaph. The royal historian went back to Hezekiah. They tore their clothes in despair, and they went in to see the king and told him what the Assyrian chief of staff had said. In the readings leading up to today, we have repeatedly seen God telling the people, Trust in me. I am more mighty than anything else that you could ever begin to trust. So isn't it interesting that when the contingent of the enemy army, the Assyrians, come, they go to that very thought. The message that the enemies of God say is, don't trust in the Lord. God can't save you. God had been telling the people, Be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. So in this moment, looking out at all the army, this vast, huge number of soldiers in front of them, the people and even King Hezekiah have a choice to make here in this moment. Do we trust the words of God? Or do we trust the words of the enemy? What are we going to do? When the enemy is so great and numbers are more terrifying than anything that they had ever seen, what would they do? Well, we'll have to wait to see the rest of the story. But today, I want us to realize that Satan does exactly the same thing. Satan tries to turn his God's people against the Lord. Satan tries to use the words that God gives us and says that, that God cannot be trusted. He does exactly what this chief of staff did to the people of Jerusalem trying to convince them that God is not trustworthy. He is not faithful. Satan does this today. When we are reading God's word, we can read it and we can think, well, I don't know if that can be true. I have all these problems and all of these things against me and I feel alone. And when we read, do not be afraid, be strong, and courageous. We read this, but Satan continues to deceive us over and over again. What we need to do is realize that God has been faithful in the past. He has been true always. Therefore, we can trust in him now. We do not ignore scripture when Satan attacks us. We hold on to scripture. Isn't this exactly what Jesus did when Satan came to to tempt him? That Satan tried to defeat and tried to discourage our Lord even by quoting scripture itself. 
But what Jesus did was he trusted in God the Father. He trusted in the Word, and that is how he combated the evil one. Friends, we are studying God's Word together. We're reading daily God's Word. But don't just let it go in one ear and out the other. Put your trust in it. Hope in the Lord. And yes, Satan is going to try to defeat and discourage us and defeat us with his words. But never forget that God is so much more powerful and mighty. And he is the truthful one that will save us. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.